Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. The messages and the feedback from yesterday's nervous system was phenomenal. Yeah, it was a great one. Because it, I think it just helped people break down a complex topic and summarise this complex topic. And more importantly, know how it works in our body. Yes. Like it actually became real. Yeah, it added context to why we need to know about the nervous system at level two and level three. And actually what that means for a fit pro moving forward, regardless of your discipline, we're all movement mechanics. We're all trying to get a client from A to B, regardless of their goal. Yeah. And understanding that the, en- uh, the nervous system, <laughs> get my words out, is one of the overarching um systems in our body that controls everything that controls everything yeah and also what came up as well about the whole stress conversation we had about keeping those tabs open towards the end yeah. was really really fascinating to hear people's kind of responses on the fact that as a result of keeping these tabs open and in our modern world it's no wonder how we're finding it hard to manage stress because we're not getting enough parasympathetic and today's revision bite builds on that so if you're here and this is kind of your first dose of your catching up um stay with us today but definitely go back and listen to yesterday's one and the other 19. <laughs> so today we're going to dive into more of the structure of structure of tactics for specifics of the nervous system. Whereas yesterday was all about context, I think. Yeah, and we've okay. sort of done the organisation of the nervous system yesterday as well, about central, peripheral, and then we broke that down as well. So we went central, nervous system, peripheral nervous system, somatic, somatic autonomic. autonomic, and then we broke that down again from the somatic, autonomic. the autonomic. <laughs> Into okay. parasympathetic and, and sympathetic. sympathetic. Cool. Yeah. And so where are we going next? I think Katie? we start off by understanding how a signal is sent yeah. from one part of the body to the other part of the body. And I like to see this as a journey. Okay. So when we say signal, we're talking about are we talking about a proprioceptor? Uh, no, so yeah. So if you have, we mentioned in the yesterday's one about the principle of ACE. Okay, so yeah. that you have an afferent um, message that is sent from a sensory receptor all the way up to the central nervous system. And then that has a decision process before then sending an efferent neuron back down to make a response. response. But that involves a journey. If you take just the efferent, just the afferent part yeah. from a sensory all the way up to the central nervous system, that takes a journey. Cool. So if we That's take a journey, a, so I'm let's just add about. some context again. So if that response was, let's say, for example, um, you go to pick up a hot pan yeah okay and you don't know if it's hot or cold and you just pick up the I do pan this so often in the kitchen okay that's why i used you as an example <laughs> I've got burns all okay. over my hands. yeah and you go and pick something up and you don't you you think it's cold but it's actually hot that was that's what you mean by a sense yes okay yeah. so another another way of looking at a sense could be that you're walking around the house and you step on a plug yeah and that gives that would be a sensory yeah, uh, bit of information that is uncomfortable. Yeah, or like you get a loud noise, or like the fire alarm goes off. That's a sensation cool. that you're sensing. Super. So it's it's, it's a stressor. So in a gym, that could be that somebody drops something above their head and make, makes a big noise on the squat rack and yeah. makes you jump. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or it could be that your client moves awkwardly. Okay, and, and so you can see them moving and, different. Yeah, and, and exactly. you, so you're getting a sensory um, stimulation. Yeah. Okay. So it's sensory and information. And now that information you know. is what you're saying has to go on a journey from the 
the hot the, hand the plate. The receptor point. The receptor point of your hand and your fingers. And now it's got to get to our central nervous cool. system. So how does it get to our central nervous Wicked. system? So we're going to go on a journey. You're going to start off in... I'm, we're going to use Scotland and Cornwall because I think we all agree they're far enough apart and my ma my uh, geography skills are pretty horrendous, so we'll stick with that, okay? So we're going to go on a, a train journey from Scotland all the way down to Cornwall. In order to do that, we've got most of it is going to be on the train, but we need to take several trains to get there. It's not one long train journey. Okay. We've got to take several trains. So we've got to go from Thurso in Scotland to Edinburgh to Glasgow to Manchester to Birmingham to London to Bristol to Plymouth to Truro. Okay, cool. I'm not going to be able to repeat that because I have no idea what half of them are. <laughs> but basically what you're saying is we've got to take... Lots of connections. Lots of connections. We've got to get on the first train for 50 miles before we get on the next train for 100 yeah, miles before exactly. the next train. I'm with you. Okay, cool. So these are our train journeys. These are Can the... I pause you? So what we're saying, first, so in Scotland is the sensor... Yes, the sense. And Truro in Cornwall it's is going to be our central, nervous, a central system. nervous system, the brain. Yeah. Cool. cool. Keep okay. going. Yep. <laughs> Give us some context. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Otherwise, they're going to be listening going, these two are, I don't know what jumps. they've taken, why I don't know what we've spoke, uh, been okay. spoken today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so basically, it's an electrical, I want you to think of that as the electrical signal. So each train mm -hmm. journey you have, so what was your first one? Thurso uh, to Edinburgh. Thurso to Edinburgh. So Thurso to Edinburgh, that's one neuron. Then when you go Edinburgh down to, what's your next Glasgow. one? Glasgow. Glasgow is going to be the next neuron. And then Glasgow down to... Manchester. Is your next neuron. So you literally have all this series of different neurons. Now, that's an electrical stimulation the whole time you're on the train. Sitting there, it's an electrical impulse going down through that neuron. But when you get to the platform and you get off your train, you have to walk across to the next neuron. You, it, it doesn't automatically link up. You've got to go and pick the right platform and, and walk onto it. Now, this is a chemical reaction in terms Perfect. of our nerves. This is our synapse, is that platform. And that synapse is the end point of our neuron. And we basically, where it joins to the next neuron. But instead of it being an electrical signal, there's a gap between these nerves. And you walking across the station, <laughs> across the, the platform, is the equivalent of these little neurotransmitters jumping across the gap into the next neuron to start off a whole other electrical signal again. Which would be sending the relevant information that's required only for that sense. Yeah, exactly, cool. which is so powerful. So basically, it's electrical as it goes down through the, the neuron, and then when it gets to the end of the neuron, you get a chemical signal that hops the gap, which is you walking over the platform, and then you get a series of these all joined together, so you get the overall outcome of going from Scotland to Cornwall. But unlike going from Thurso <laughs> to Cornwall, to Truro and Cornwall, which could take probably about 12 hours on a train yeah. with an overnight sleeper in between um, and having to wait at Birmingham for four hours for your connection. What we're saying is that this electrical signal in the body from stepping on a three pin plug through to going ouch, taking your foot off and hopping on the other leg is milliseconds. Yeah, micro. Micro. Superb. Yeah, yeah. So I like that as a context to understand exactly what we're dealing with. I like that. And then we've got to zoom into each of the trains that we're going to go on. So, so each of those train So journeys. let's look at the first train connection, okay, which would be from Thurso to Glasgow. Yes. Okay, so this is one neuron. Yeah. Okay. And that's just one stage before we then have to get off the train. Okay. And the chemical synapse allows us to jump to the next train. Yeah. Before we carry on along our journey. Yeah. So we're just going to look at the first section 
of this journey. Yeah, which is a it. neuron. Um, and the afferent and the efferent neuron, so afferent meaning um, from sensory going towards the central nervous system, efferent meaning going from the central nervous system out to like motor and doing things, yeah. right? Um, so so both I like, of these I like are the to, same structure. I like to remember those very quickly as afferent, because it's ace, it's afferent central efferent yeah okay so yes. afferent is going towards the central nervous system so i like to see this as afferent starts with an a so it's going away from the sense oh nice so the train is always going away from its destination nice. okay now you've got central nervous system which is the c and efferent is the opposite to it's basically the effect the that effect happens. of that so e is effect of what's about to happen yeah if I step on a free pin plug, okay, I step away from the free pin plug, which is yeah. the afferent message. I deal with that in the central nervous system. And then the E for efferent is the effect I have is I'm going to hop on the other leg yeah. and scream all profanity number of words. Yeah. <laughs> and cry a bit. And cry a bit. Well, if it was you, you'd cry. <laughs> probably pass out. <laughs> you probably would, actually. <laughs> anyway, that's another story for a different day. Might not be true. Might be. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> Carry on. So we're on the first train. Yeah, we're just Hayley's gonna... gone incredibly red for everybody. There we go. Nice complexion um, now. So, so basically, we want to look at the structure of a neuron. What Not is... that Haley passes out when no. she stepped on a plug. Anyway, I pass out at anything basically. <laughs> um, so, so basically, the structure of a neuron yeah. is something that you need to know at level two. And you need to know at level three yes. in terms of identifying key features of a neuron. Yeah. So first of all, um, there is a long, thin bit to it. I'm going to go through the technical bit in a minute. Long, thin bit. And then at the end, you've got some spiky elements and a blob at one end and then some spiky elements at the other end. Cool. So that's what I want you to imagine. You've got like this sort of star shape, which is spiky at one end, a long line, and then you've got some more spikes at the other end. Cool. So if we were to make this more technical, <laughs> yeah, no okay, one the blob one bit at one end, if we to put the blob bit on the left-hand side of your paper, yeah. okay, that would be the cell, cell body. body. And yeah. inside that, you'd have a nucleus. Yeah. And that's, and that's where decisions are. That's ultimately the decision maker of this um it's like the brain neuron. of the neuron. It's the brain of the neuron. Not to okay. confuse matters. Yeah, completely. Well, you've got lots of like mini brains that are sending information back to the main brain. The big brain. The big brain. <laughs> the mothership. It's <laughs> okay. a bit spacey today. It does, doesn't it? Um, Alien-like. Yeah. Um, and but then off the, the end of that blob, you've um, got loads of other spikes that kind of come off of it. Yes. Um, and lots of spikes that come off that are your dendrites. So those dendrites are basically the things that reach out to the other neurons. Remember we said that all the neurons have to reach out to each other yeah. so that you can get on that platform and move across. Well, there's infinite number of possibilities. You might step on a plug on one part of a foot, but if it was just a millimetre to the right, mm. you'd have a different set of dendrites activated and a different set of neurons activated. Yeah, it's amazing. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not just... Infinite like, connections. It's infinite connections. Yeah. But all start off in first, so going towards Glasgow. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Now, so you've got your cell body with the cell nucleus. Yeah. Okay. And off that, you've also got the little dendrites that are connecting to other dendrites yep. that are connect, making this whole map. Yes. Bigger. Like branched out. But then you've also got an axon, which was this long, thin um, like motorway. Motorway. Okay. That is surrounded by a myelin sheath as well. Yep. And okay. this is where the electrical impulse takes place from the nucleus all the way down and basically makes up the most of the distance it's got to travel. Yeah. So you get these um, little connections whereby it's basically an electrical reaction going the whole way down through your your whole neuro, uh, sorry, the whole axon. axon. 
And then that has to be protected because if you have something that messes up that signal or that interrupts it or that touches it, then it's going to confuse the signal yeah. and cause either um, a wrong type of signal to be made or they end up sending the wrong type of signal to the next nerve and it yeah. ends up confusing matters. So that gets protected. And then that's where you've got the myelin sheath around the outside, which imagine... Which is made up of predominantly of fats, yeah. which is why we've got to put fats in our diet, yeah, which is exactly. going back to a revision nutrition uh, macronutrients. If you imagine a wire and a plug, yeah. you've got the wire bit in the middle, the copper wire, but you've then got the insulating tape, or, uh, not tape, like the... Um, insulating what's it like wire, Yeah, like coating. the actual green bit around yeah. the outside. Um, Don't ask us because we're both colourblind, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you've got that green bit all the way around the outside. That's your myelin sheath. It's protecting it from anything uh, confusing the messages. And then at the end of that axon... You've got uh, some more dendrites. You've got some more dendrites. So what we could make a, a, a very good assumption is that the dendrites are collecting lots of information yeah. from other neurons and also the sensory input. Yeah. And then we're sending this electrical impulse of this information along the axon terminal yeah. towards the cell body. The nucleus and the cell body then take that information and then pass that on through the synapse to the next um neuron yeah and it keeps going and going and going until it gets back to the brain yeah exactly yeah so if you think about this back to the train situation yeah. you get on at therso you which is essentially the signal going into the cell body of the neuron yeah there's no neuron goes ah oh, that's the train you need to take that tells you what to do the we signal go down, goes down the, through the train yeah, down through the axon terminal yeah and then the cell body would be the next train station yeah exactly and you, then we get off that train station no the 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 train station in the analogy, yeah. not to confuse matters, is yeah. the synapse, which yes. is the gap between the neurons. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Cool. And then it hops on, gets another set of signals and goes again. And keeps going. And everything we do, every every minute, second, millisecond of a day, the body is constantly sensing information mm. in its various forms, which would be through sight, which would be through taste, through touch, through smell. Okay, our five senses. And how we move our body and then you'd have senses inside the body in terms of the range of movement of a particular joint the, te the tension and length of particular muscles the what pressure are, inside the artery the pressure inside the artery rules the the um, movement of the diaphragm every every minute i can't even like describe every the, action and thing that happens everything that happens in the body but we're talking about not just like of a diaphragm the diaphragm will be infiltrated and enveloped with a gazillion dendrites and neurons it's almost so hard to comprehend yes that it actually just makes me go wow our bodies are amazing yeah like it just makes you go. we take it for granted so much about all the information that's happening and all the things that are happening inside our body that it makes you just go wow i'm so glad i don't have to think about each of those connections yeah because if we did have to think about each i can't of those... think about dinner <laughs> yeah that's true well actually that's a lie you do think about dinner an awful lot <laughs> the amount of times you ask me throughout the day go neil what's for dinner tonight <laughs> and so yeah but if we had to think about all of the involuntary stuff like uh the, the pressure of our arteries like uh, blood pressure like the heart beating then we would be there'd be so many tabs open we just wouldn't be able to do anything yeah exactly and all those responses in our in our body all the thing, and even if you take down to your revision now so if you're doing revision and you're learning new information 
that goes in via a sensory pathway. You're yeah. looking at it through your eyes, you're hearing from your ears, you're doing stuff with your body. All of that goes in well, really, and gets processed. There's a really good revision tip there, though, isn't there? Because the question is, is if I want to perform and be at optimal performance, then it would make sense to challenge my nervous system mm. in different ways yeah and so i want you to consider in your studies or inside your as progressing as a fit pro are you just stressing your progression from say reading which would be visual for mm. example looking at a uh, clunky online learning from your provider or looking at the manual, manual okay um and therefore you're only stressing from one element now what i really like is if you think about the, the last for all of these revision bites we've got you active we've got you involved we've asked you to stand up we've asked you to be part of it yeah. that's what we do inside the boot camps as well and so through revising through a number of your senses okay so you would then for for example we would say right everybody stand up and do a bicep curl you can now get a kinesthetic which is now it. not just proprioceptors you're now using meccano receptors where you're getting pressure and touch Mm. And now you're feeling your revision. Yeah. So wow. now you're stressing your body in a slightly different context. So if you're banging your head against a brick wall and not quite getting certain topics inside your revision, I want you to consider that are you just using one approach to revising and learning? Yeah. Because that would be your nervous system. Yeah, rather I, than mixing it up and actually feeling it or yeah. listening to it or watching Completely. it like so many people turn around and go i i did the revision boot camp and i I used the mp3 downloads on my walk whilst i walked my dog so i could revise every morning so not only did you uh, able to get more frequency mm. you were now getting it from an auditory perspective which was uh, stressing your brain in a way that suits your way of learning yeah nice so that begs the question for our clients as we bridge the gap there mm, yeah. how are we stressing our clients from a nervous system perspective are we giving them enough stress and enough progressive overload are we progressing them too much in a week too much in a session or not enough in a session or not enough in a week or not yeah. enough over a, a mesocycle to bring about an anatomical and physiological result in all of the eight modules of anatomy and physiology amazing Okay. It all wraps back round to... Our can of worms is slowly starting to close up now. Yeah, exactly. It all wraps back round. And that's what I love about the nervous system is that it all comes back to the nervous system yeah. as the main controller of all yeah. the other things that we're looking to adapt. So you must have a consideration to how you adapt the nervous well, system. You've got, uh, you've got various nodes in your in your heart, which are the electrical impulses that, mm. that control your heart to actually do its job of beating that electrical, actually, that electrical pulse, yeah. which is your nervous system. Okay, The nervous system is also responsible for hormonal release, mm. which would be um, insulin for macronutrients going in. For example, yeah, yeah exactly. Like you, you, doesn't matter how you look at it. Doesn't matter what part of anatomy and physiology you come to. You're like, actually, the overarching controller here is your nervous system. Hmm. So actually, go. be and I, what I'm going to take away from this is to actually be nice to your nervous system and allow yourself a little bit of a chill out sometimes, but also allow the specific adaptation of the things you. And require. are you stressing it in the way it wants to be stressed and doing the things you 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 can do in order to learn at optimal? But also, are you working with your clients to get put? optimal performance yeah nice and with that we'd really like to know what your big takeaway has been from today's um 
kind of extension because yesterday we did nervous yeah. system today's nervous system let us know what your big takeaway has been inside the inner circle the facebook group for parallel and coaching. i think it should be hashtag train journey hashtag train journey it's hard to say isn't yeah. it yeah well <laughs> maybe <laughs> need to develop your nervous system okay. and um let us know what your big takeaway has been and outside of that we'll see bright and breezy tomorrow morning for i don't even know what day we're on day 22 will it 22 be? should be perfect see you later bye Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.